Hi friends, this is JFET. Whether you're around the corner or across the world, welcome to The Daily Walk. I want you to take a moment today to pause in Jesus and see what new thing could take place in your life. At the end of this podcast, you can download our app, Boulder Church, or visit us online at boulder.church to connect. And remember, we would love to hear from you as we prepare for our messages every Saturday morning on The Daily Walk. Good morning. It's Friday, August 17. Wow, this is a big day for us. We are moving our oldest son into his dorm mm-hmm, at university, mm-hmm. which is just crazy. Yes, it how is. Much how that time has gone by. Yes. Well, yeah, so pray when we for say that. when we say we Oh, and I'm Becky de Oliveira, by the uh, way. I'm and this Jay is Fett. Daily Walk. Yes. <laughs> and when we say we, you are It's really just me. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm not. I'm not part South of South Bend, Indiana. I'm going to be moving our youngest actually into uh into uh, academy on on Sunday. Uh, yeah. up in Camping Academy. So both of us are doing some stuff this weekend with our boys and uh crazy miles mm. apart. All right, let me pray for today. Oh, and my name's Jafet. Yeah. Heavenly Father, just a good Lord to be able to call in your name. Good to know that before we speak, you actually hear what we're saying and that you are the one who calls us together to be able to uh, connect with you. And so, God, I ask that uh, our response uh, to this calling be a response of joy, excitement, and transformation that today, this Friday, as we're preparing not only all the things that are happening today, but also preparing for tomorrow for our church and community, may we have a great encounter with you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, last time in the English Standard Version. See if the third time is lucky for me. <laughs> that Romans one sentence. Romans 7, 1 yeah. tell that sentence just messes with me. Okay, subtitle, Release from the Law. Or do you not know, brothers, for I am speaking to those who know the law, that the law is binding on a person only as long as he lives? For a married woman is bound by law to her husband while he lives, but if her husband dies, she is released from the law of marriage. Accordingly, she will be called an adulteress if she lives with another man while her husband is alive. But if her husband dies, she is free from that law, and if she marries another man, she is not an adulteress. Likewise, my brothers, you also have died to the law through the body of Christ, so that you may belong to another, to him who has been raised from the dead, in order that we may bear fruit for God. For while we were living in the flesh, our sinful passions aroused by the law were at work in our members to bear fruit for death." But now we are released from the law, having died to that which held us captive, so that we serve in the new way of the Spirit and not in the old way of the written code. Subtitle, The Law and Sin. What then shall we say? That the law is sin? By no means. Yet if it had not been for the law, I would not have known sin. For I would not have known what it is to covet if the law had not said, You shall not covet. But sin, seizing an opportunity through the commandment, produced in me all kinds of covetousness. For apart from the law, sin lies dead. I was once alive apart from the law, but when the commandment came, sin came alive, and I died. The very commandment that promised life proved to be death to me. For sin, seizing an opportunity through the commandment, deceived me, and through it, killed me. So the law is holy, and the commandment is holy, and righteous, and good. Hoo-hoo! Yes, indeed. Yes! (laughs) And how I did that was I ran my finger under every word. I know, I saw. Like a 
like a five-year-old child. <laughs> I saw, I saw this great. It's a technique I'm surprised. that works. I'm surprised you didn't like highlight it with the yellow. I and should I, have. And I put I mean, a little ruler underneath there. That's great, though. But it worked. Not liking my failure. It worked. No, that was great. That was great. Thank you. All right. So here's our final question, and uh, let's see where Mark is uh, taking us this week. All right. Uh, what? Are, He's taking us into crazy territory. Read this oh, question. No. Okay. Here we what? go. Okay. What are some laws that don't apply to you because you have no desire to break them? Okay. <laughs> what are some laws that apply to you because you have a propensity towards breaking them? Okay. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. whether or Thank not you, Mark. you have a propensity you, <laughs> for breaking a law has nothing to do with whether the law applies to you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... I actually don't mind paying what are some taxes. Laws that apply to you I think that's a privilege. Um, so uh-huh. it's not something I'm not trying to dodge, but it still applies to me. I still have yeah. to do it, yeah. right? Um, so I, I get what he means that there are certain, I wouldn't say that laws don't apply well, to us. I think there are some that we have more difficulty following than others. I think that's what Paul's doing in this text. I mean, Mark's kind of point uh, highlighting what Paul's actually pulling out. And Paul pulls out one law out of all the 10, and he pulls out coveting because he's. He's saying, look, you guys, are, you're not really worried about the others. You kind of do those. You check them all off. But do you really? You covet. You do covet. And you've got an issue with that. And so, and so Mark's like, come on then, guys. What, do you, what, do you, what, do you, what laws do you have problems with? I was actually thinking that I don't really covet that much. That much? Well, not. I was trying to think, do I covet? Not really, no, because I'm pretty I'm happy. To, I like what I have. I don't feel like I'm looking around at other people and thinking, wow, that's good. I wish that I, I'm going to go crack him over the head so <laughs> steal his shoes. Or, I, don't know. I don't feel that, like, the, that you I mean, want You mean the Nike stuff. days of whacking yeah, people over the head and stealing their boots? Their shoes or, that's gone. I think, uh, I think what's really interesting here about the text, and I think where, where Mark got this as well from, is that, um, is that there is this contrast that Paul's going to pull out of chapter 7. And I'm, I'm going to preach on this tomorrow a little bit uh, because I preach on this text and next week as well. But, but he contrasts this in the middle of the text here. It says, you're living in flesh. And then he talks about the spirit. There's a new way of living in the spirit. And he brings up this word flesh a lot inside the book of Romans. I actually looked it up um, and it comes up like 23 times. But in this chapter, it's three times inside here. Because he's going to compare what it means to be kind of in this broken sense, living the flesh. And then he's going to say, when we eventually get to chapter 8, he's going to say, look, the spirit is actually the new life. And this is what empowers you to do this way. And then you do not have this struggle as hard with the covetousness that's going on I do think it's interesting that a lot of people, um, probably particularly church people, Maybe people, they may or may not, I suppose, they may be people who found it relatively easy to follow kind of Christian standards, like it doesn't come. And so that can sometimes feel like it's a virtue when in fact, what's the big deal if you're kind of just doing Mm. what you would do anyway? I had the weirdest experience. Hmm. Uh, Last week, someone came up to me to talk to me about something that I had said, and they had interpreted it to mean that I was the kind of person who's always found it really easy, like I've never done anything wrong. Hmm. and I thought it was so weird because I'm used to people not thinking of me. They thinking of me as like a baddie. Mm. So it was like the first time I thought, wow, there's it's because a, you're old. a perception. Yeah, it's because I'm old. Because um, I was like, oh, they think I'm like, they think I'm a goody two shoes. What would, you know, back in my day in the 1950s, yeah, yeah, what we yeah. would have called such a person. And it was like, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that, 
you know, I've literally killed somebody or whatever. Good, um, good. But good, I would think, I don't clarify. know, yeah, I'd probably have done things I'm not terribly proud of. But at the same time, I also think, you know, one thing that for me, I wouldn't say it doesn't apply to me, but I've never been very interested in drugs. So, yeah. I mean, hey, lucky me, I was around a lot of drugs when I was growing up, but that just wasn't especially a temptation. Yeah. So I could think, wow, I'm a really moral person, but I was so not tempted. That law, that law so to you. overcoming it, something where you're not tempted by it, mm. is not really overcoming. It just wasn't interesting to me, so it wasn't difficult to say no to that. Um, other I, things, yeah, yeah were more th- difficult to I say think, no to. And I think that's actually, maybe context is actually a really big part of that as well. I mean, if the context uh, puts different pressures on people, and so they face different temptations, and uh, and then their environment as well, whether they have support to be able to live through that or whether they have communities that actually kind of like uh, pull yeah, them through that kind of stuff. Yeah, because you definitely really have your environmental triggers and then you just have I your biological great... the kind of person that you are and you have your weaknesses and propensities. And I've learned a lot of stuff about that over the last few years of just... I had a great uh, little church in Southeast London when I was a kid. Uh, I had uh, my, my Sabbath school teacher... Um, was she was phenomenal uh, when Audrey, I was a kid? Yeah, right. yeah. She was just like Audrey Boyle was her name, her, her maiden name, and she was just absolutely phenomenal for me when I was a kid. And just she cared for us and she taught us. And I just remember being excited to go to church as a child. And I think that that made a huge difference to my entire week. I mean, I, I didn't remember school. Mm-hmm. I remember church. And yeah. and that makes a, dif- a big difference to how you view life and how you view yourself. And uh, I think Definitely. that your your context makes a difference. So Paul, I think here, he's trying to say, look, I want you to have consistency about who you are. Um, and, it, and when you die to this old arrangement that you had, when you have this new marriage, when you have this exodus, when you come out of the exodus and you come forward into this new redemption, he's trying to pull us through this story here to say, there is a new way to live. And it actually, it means that you can actually treat each other better. You can live a new a new way. And I think we don't often live that new way. Mm. We need to find ways to do that. So look, I'm going to encourage you guys to do that. Um, and uh, our time is up for now. Thank you, Mark, for your uh, harder questions every single time. And uh, we look forward to Mark writing more daily walks to challenge us with more. But uh, think about this. What I are some Mark writes. Is good. What are some laws that don't apply to you because you have no desire to break them? And what are some laws that apply to you because you have a propensity towards breaking them? Uh, think about that. Look after each other. Live love. And we will connect tomorrow morning. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. Hey, if you remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church forward slash give. Until next time, look after each other and live love.